welcome to Trek Companion. I'm your host, Brian Williams. I'm Adam Caesar. I'm Stephen Embry. This is episode 199, and today we are discussing Voyager's second season episodes, Resolutions, and Basics Part 1. We're going to conclude Voyager's second season today. Here we go. Resolutions, Season 2, Episode 25, Production Code 141. Original air date, May 13th, 1996. Directed by Alexander Singer, written by Jerry Taylor, music composed by Dennis McCarthy. Guest cast includes Simon Billig as Hogan, Susan Dial as Dinara Pell, and Bonnie Turpin as Swin. Captain Janeway and Commander Chakotay both contact a deadly virus, from an insect, and they are forced to remain on the planet where they contracted it, where the environment prevents the disease from killing them. Janeway orders Voyager to continue its journey to the Alpha Quadrant, with Tuvok as its new captain. Janeway explicitly forbids Tuvok from contacting the Vidians who might have knowledge about the cure for the virus, as they previously have taken every opportunity to harvest organs from the Voyager crew. Every time I do something that adds a personal touch to the shelter... You resist it. Sometimes it feels as though you've given up. But you're focused on making a home here instead of finding a cure that will let us leave. I can't sacrifice the present waiting for a future that may never happen. The reality of this situation is that we may never leave here. All right. Resolutions and basics part one. This is more like it. This is good Star Trek. This is, you know, we've had a lot. It takes it. Yeah. It's occasionally a chore getting through the first couple seasons of Voyager. Of course, there are gems, there are diamonds in that rough, all of course. But you know, we're getting, we're going to get to a point where I think there's more consistently good stuff, and both of these are good. Uh, resolutions. I remember they really played it up. I I kind of remember the trailer, the TV spot or whatever. You know, where they they played up this whole the romantic thing between Janeway and Chakotay. I remember, you know, the first couple seasons, not so much this viewing, but definitely 20 years ago viewing. I, I remember constantly feeling like there was, there was some kind of spark between the two of them. And I remember this episode being, I liked it so much. I thought it was so good. I still think it is good. And it does so much for their relationship. And then nothing ever again. (laughs) That's what I remember. Right. I remember I spent like years after this wait, waiting for something else and it never comes. Uh, but that's not what we're going to discuss today. We're going to discuss this episode uh, by itself. And by itself, I think I like this episode a lot. And I think, I think it really does a lot for their characters. Cause on, especially on the ship, obviously they can't r- realize anything, but in a way I've, I, I feel like Chakotay is more comfortable here than he ever is, you know, being XO on a starship. So he's like immediately happy and wants to make a home of this place. And I always remembered that. And it's one of those things, too, where you, you feel like they were so specific in creating his character. And we understand who he is and what he's all about. And they never never really make him work on the show. I, I I mean, I think it gets worse as time goes on and he has less to do and there are less Chakotay episodes, less good ones. But I think it's episodes like Resolutions that 
show us maybe why. Like they created a character that was never going to be <laughs> his best self mm-hmm. on Voyager. So this episode works for a lot of different reasons. Um, that is certainly one of them. Steve, you're being in agreement. Yeah, I think so. I was I always thought this was intriguing because there was a little bit of um, oh, there's often on some kind of undercurrent I always felt between them up until this point and it kind of all it culminates here and it was like I don't know I don't know if it was always planned to be like this is the way we get rid of this topic you know by addressing it here and then we don't have to address it ever again like you said but that's that ends up what happens you know here but but it is it is really interesting seeing seeing the dynamic and seeing the relationship and uh as you said as you said chakotay is just it's he's all he's all in i mean he's he's this is he's he's content here he's happy and um you know on the contrary janeway is as stubborn as a fighter and is gonna you know you know, it's it's an interesting contrast, and and the relationship's fascinating. And then you get the, um, kind of the the B story, but the but what is also interesting is Tuvok dealing with command and and um, kind of this. It's a little bit of a old story, you know, the Vulcan in command and how people react to the lack of showing emotions and that kind of thing. But uh, that too is um, interesting. So yeah, it all it all gels pretty well here. Adam, what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, I really like this episode as well. I gotta say though, I like it less today than I did back in the day. And um, the reason was, um, you know, I'm gonna have to disagree with Steve. I was completely uninterested in anything that was happening on Voyager. Like you said, I mean, it's that story's kind of been told before. You know, there's, you know, it just, I don't know. I just, I like some I, of the battle stuff, like when they actually got into the fight and the, the resolution yeah. of that wasn't. Yeah, but that's that's the special effects. Yeah, Yeah. that's just me. I just this time around, I just kind of found everything that was happening on Voyager uninteresting. I wanted to see more of what was going on the planet between Janeway and um, Chakotay. If they made this show today, it would all be Janeway and Chakotay the entire episode. Like it would start and end there. We wouldn't even they wouldn't even communicate with Voyager. Like we would start a week into it, right? For sure, (laughs) it would last half the season or something. Um, and I think we could, you know they go back and forth, and the the reason I I just don't I'm not interested in all the stuff in Voyager is that it takes away from what the episode is really supposed to be about is these two characters, and you know we have this stuff going on Voyager that's kind of almost almost out of to me it almost felt out of character for all the characters involved. You know you have um, Harry Kim, you know almost you know flirting with mutiny or um, insubordination, and you have Tubok very rigid. And I just think that was out of character for Tubok too. I think if he had seen an opportunity to save both of them, he would have taken it. And so it just, all that stuff just, just felt, I don't know, just felt like filler to me, honestly. Um, and I, but I, like, I thoroughly enjoyed the, the Janeway and Jacote, um parts of this episode, um, their interactions, you know, story that Jacote tells her there towards the end after the, you know, they kind of have these, you know, after he gives her a massage and they kind of have that, they probably both have this, uh Oh, we're both on this planet <laughs> moment. Um, hmm, how's this going to work? So I thought that was a good scene between the both of them with Jacote, you know, kind of making up a story on the fly. I enjoyed that scene. Did you think anything happened more than them holding hands at that moment? 
did you you know was this the star trek thing where they actually slept together and we just didn't see it or is was that it um no because there's no there was no there was no mystery as to the fact that they were going to get picked up i mean you know because they were they were going simultaneously with you know the story the voyager storyline so you knew voyager was going to get the antidote fairly well, we quickly. knew that but janeway and chakotay didn't know but they certainly asking, didn't know that well you're that asking night. me you're asking me what i thought no i'm saying what, what do you think happened with those characters did those characters sleep together that night or no um, that's what i'm saying no you felt the same way, Steve? I, that's what I always thought, too, that nothing else happened. Yeah, I, I kind of didn't. I don't think so. Just and That's just based on what it felt like to seeing their interactions after the fact. But yeah, I didn't think so. It's interesting that the very last moments back on the bridge, they both sit down. She's, you know, issuing normal. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, they go out of their way to show her issuing all these normal commands and, and stuff. And Chakotay's, yep, on it, this and this. And the camera, it's kind of a, it, it's kind of a like a, a little wider than the two shot. But you see both mm-hmm. her and him in the shot. She never looks over at him, and he never looks at her. Yeah, yeah. They're both just staring forward or down or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. And it really is business as usual. Which, by the way, this episode, if it takes place over the course of like several months, mm-hmm. which is a little hard. To, you only get that. You only follow that because a couple, a couple of lines. Yeah. Where they sing things they say, but it does take place over the course of a few months. She and Chakotay sure are back in it, you know. Right, right. right There's no, like, you would think they were, wait, how does this work again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she, she even remembers, oh, make sure that they fix that thing that they were supposed to fix. Yes, right? that's true. That's months and months ago, yeah. No, you know, you know three months ago. <laughs> good, good memory, I guess. Yeah, I, I do wish that, and I, I understand this is still back in the mid-90s, you know, and all that, but I do wish that they would were to have not necessarily came back to this in, you know, in later episodes, but to have fundamentally altered in some respect the, the relationship between the two. And, and, you know, that kind of thing evolves naturally over the course of a series, but... You know, if memory serves, and obviously we're, you know, we'll see how this goes from here, but it's not, you know, like you said, Chakotay gets even less to do. He feels even more insignificant. Um, And I certainly didn't get this vibe that they have some new special thing, you know, even if it can't be something they can act on or whatever. I don't know, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's disappointing after the quality of this episode and how this episode showed that they definitely, those, actors have a spark the characters can interlock in the right way you know this got us excited for this future that never came sure. this episode did and they weren't even explicit about it that it wasn't going to ha- anything that anything was going to happen at least that would have been a little bit more closure mm-hmm. but to just to have such a great episode here to set some up so many great possibilities and then nothing forever yeah i don't know so I like this episode a lot. I think it's I think it's still pretty good. I can see kind of what you're going for there, Adam. I'm not quite as far as you, but you know the stuff on the planet is so good, and some of the stuff on Voyager does feel like things we've seen before. So I just wanted more time on the planet, but I I still I like this episode a lot. I think it I think it holds up really well. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys got for what it's about? 
Um, well, one of the theme, you know, kind of the consistent themes in Thread, you know, is kind of learning to let go and um, knowing when not to let go. So, I mean, if you if you if you look at them on the planet, you know, it's a you know, it's kind of coming to terms with reality and facing facts. I mean, you know, Chakotay obviously gets there a lot faster than Janeway, but you know right after the storm and she realizes, you know, and then you kind of see her starting to become more happy and content there in the last couple of scenes when she's gardening and that kind of thing. And so they kind of, you learn to live within your scope, I guess you could say. And then on the other side, I kind of got from it. It's like, you know, it's more kind of the opposite. It's learning about, you know, when you have to take a chance and a risk, um, not letting go kind of thing. It's kind of what I got from it. Yeah, I think I think what kind of ties a bit the A and B story together is that notion of of flexibility, and it's it's ambiguous. There's no hard and fast rules of, you know, like like you said, there's the given up and not given up, and um, and and also the rigidity in one's just viewpoint in terms of you know what are my goals, what do I want out of life, and. You know, in this case, um, well, in the case of the A story, you know, obviously Chicote was content, Janeway was not, and ultimately it seemed that she was leaning toward coming to a place where she can accept her lot in life. Um, and then, of course, it all changed back to the way it was, and that—that's the—that's um, the ambiguity, that's that unexpected nature, you know, where ultimately there's going to be times where people have to just. Uh, come to terms with the that the hand they're dealt and and uh, make the best of it, you know, and um, and how that relates to the B story is obviously Tuvok's got a he's set on you know here's my orders, here's what I'm going to do, and here's my goals, and then sometimes you've you've got to bend or you're just not going to you know be successful and content in life. So, I yeah, I think this is good. I like that. Uh, I mean, you know, Kim tries to convince him he says no kim tries again he says no and it's kess who's able to kind of break through to him yeah. i like that they pushed that as far as they did mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah there's so many nice moments I, I made a note about after that uncomfortable moment and then janeway goes to bed and we've got like shots with no dialogue of janeway and chakotay each thinking about the moment it's just, it's just good mm-hmm. you know and my favorite shot on the whole piece um something Adam was saying there and what it's about that made me think about it, you know, is the Janeway after Tuvok contacts them and says, we found a cure. We're going to pick you up, you know, and the next shot is like Janeway back in uniform and you can Mm -hmm. see her looking like at the sprouts and sad, you know, there's no, there's no lines in that shot. Yeah. Right. It's just, it's good. I like this episode a lot. I really do. I think it holds up. Well, she says goodbye to the monkey. <laughs> yeah, she says, uh, feel free to use the house. That's a good line. Basically, and why do they just leave the house? Maybe they'll they, use it well, again. Well, they put it together. Who wants to take that thing apart? I guess. I mean, like you're going to be back you know, in the alpha quadrant in seven years. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. All right, let's do six degrees for resolutions. Uh, Steve, you going first or second? I'll go first. Sorry, but the person who is briefly guest stars in this episode was recently guest starring, so I already asked about these episodes, <laughs> but I'm going to do it again. Susan Dial plays Denara Pell. She previously played Pell in what Voyager episode? Oh, yes. Um, rack my brain, rack my brain. Should I give you a hint? Is it okay if I do a hint, Adam? 
sure. All right, here you go. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Life, life signs. Life signs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a deep cut, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, Adam? Yes. Uh, Susan Diol played, uh, she also played Carmen de Villa in the next gen episode, Silicon Avatar. In that episode, she's killed by the crystalline entity. Had the entity not killed her, what would Carmen have done that very evening? <laughs> oh, what if she'd done that evening? Oh my God, I don't even remember. She, um, she'd had specific plans. She was going on a date? Yes, with who? Oh, who was she going? Oh, was it? LaForge? Who would be the next only person gen, on next gen? <laughs> next gen, Jordy LaForge. What? Oh, I don't remember who she went on a date with. Or was going LaForge on. is not the player on Enterprise oh, uh, Riker, D. Riker. All right, I gave yeah, yeah, I gave yeah. I gave Steve a hint, so I'm going to give that one to you. So it's one to one. All right, <laughs> moving on. Basics Part 1, Season 2, Episode 26, Production Code 142, Original Air Date, May 20th, 1996, Directed by Winrick Colby, Written by Michael Piller, Music Composed by Dennis McCarthy, Guest Cast Include Martha Hackett as Seska, Anthony DeLongas as Cola, Brad Dourif as Lon Suter, Henry Darrow as Cullapack, and John Guggenhuber as Tierna. Ensign Suter having been confined to his quarters for life as punishment for the murder of crewman Darwin, has attempted to make amends for this by making several archaeological achievements. Meanwhile, Seska calls Voyager, stating that Commander Chakotay must rescue her and her baby, now that she gave birth since Kala saw the child was not his. Janeway and Chakotay argue on whether or not to save his son, whether it's a trap or a real plea for help. In the ready room, everyone thinks up ideas to fight the Kazon in the event of it being a trap. He became a great leader of our people. Here is a man who was given life without his mother's consent. Are you so different from her? And is your child so different from, say, Akto? All right. Again, I'm going to have positive things to say here. I like this episode a lot. I've always loved this episode. Adam, why don't you start us off? Um, for a Kazon episode, yeah, it's not bad. It's it's pretty well paced, and it's got some action and and you know, fun you know graphics and ship battles. So I'll give that to this episode. Um, but I mean, you know, whoever's been listening out there, I think you can realize that I'm not a big fa- fan of the Kazon. But this is the beginning of the end of the Kazon. That makes it exciting, yeah. right? Yeah, it makes it exciting, but it's you know I think I've talked about this with the with the Kazon episodes too. It's like um it's like the Voyager crew they turn their brains off um <laughs> and they just get duped every time by these people um so yeah I kind of have to take it with a grain of salt because it's just like it almost seems out of to me out of character for Janeway just to kind of go headstrong in on this when she knows it's a trap and that kind of thing. It's just I don't know it just. They just kind of went to me. It's just kind of like, okay, let's go in guns blazing and, you know, and see what happens. And they're going to, you know, just everything's there that, you know, it's going to mess it up. So that said, I'm glad we're down to this episode and the next one we'll have in the next, next podcast. Um, But the positive things I have to say about it, it's fast paced and it's fairly entertaining, but I mean, I'm just 
I was done with the storyline long, long ago. Steve, your first thoughts on basics? Yeah, I think it's it's kind of the uh, first real, you know, first cliffhanger type thing for Voyager, right? Um, and uh, I think it, it, it definitely it's is good for in within that template you know i mean it's uh it's well paced it's action it's interesting i too am tired of the kazon i'm glad they're ending soon um this episode serves to wrap some stuff up um them seska all that good stuff so it's cool i like they bring back uh suitor that's that's fun how they they use that character in this and then part two and so forth uh, yeah, I, you know, it's, it's almost like, like is often the case with these kind of things where they push the action and push the fact that they're trying to lead to a point where it's a cliffhanger and there's a lot of, you know, big stuff going on, you know, sometimes character stuff is a little bit sacrificed in my opinion. I do, I do like what they did with Chakotay. I, I this notion of his responsibility, you know, is, is this my responsibility? Is this my problem, you know, as far as chasing her down with, you know, is this potential, you know, his child or not, or whatever this is going on with that. And that they reference back to, you know, him speaking with his father and all that, that relationship and so on. Although, um, it kind of just, it, it kind of falls away, but I, I don't know how else they would handle it given where they got to go with this episode, you know? So, um, yeah. So I, I think, I think it, it is, it is, uh, well-paced and is, is entertaining overall. Yeah, um, I, my thoughts on the, you know, his kid and that kind of thing. And, you know, I agree with Steve that <clears throat> it's a Capelli storyline and they kind of have something to say about it. But here again, you know, this is where I kind of go where it kind of messes with me because, you know, they've had at least three or four, you know, real easy opportunities to capture Seska in the last couple Kazon episodes. So it's like they knew about this and they had a chance to capture her so that's i don't know it's just i have a hard time suspending some of my disbelief with the with the storyline in these episodes just because it's just i don't know i just felt like it was just never really written well it was never really put together it was just kind of they had these you know these aliens that they wrote in early on when voyager started and it just kind of seemed like they just didn't have any didn't really know it just didn't seem like they were really focused on what they were going to do with them and they threw seska into the mix and it's just yeah, I'm going to say again, I'm glad it's coming to an end. Sounds like I like this episode more than you guys. For example, I like that... Uh, I mean, they've they've set up previously that Seska can come up with these pretty elaborate plans to try to take over Voyager, and they've failed in the past. But um, here they are successful, and it's a pretty elaborate plan and definitely going to, to great lengths to make the captured Kazon look legit. Uh, I always remember what a great bit that was, and I mean it's it's a terrorist thing what he does, you know, oh, yeah. going oh, yeah. and it's disturbing. It's, yeah, yeah, it's very disturbing, and maybe it's a little bit less disturbing today than it was twenty some odd years ago in a weird way. Hmm. But I guess I don't know. Maybe it's more commonplace or something. I don't <laughs> right. know. But it, it, you know, at the time especially, I remember really thinking how how really crazy that was and terrifying. And, mm-hmm. and it made me think of, you know, some of the terrorist things that have happened, uh, you know, in planes, especially and stuff anyway. And it's even horrific. It's not just a bomb. There's some weird thing, right? Cause there's like an effect, like, like his body distorts or something. Yeah. It seems like he did kind of inflated. It kind of got bigger. Yeah. It's like some weird yeah. pressure thing. Yeah. It's a little weird that his, the explosion is enough to, 
caused such havoc all throughout Voyager systems, yet the guy in literally the room next door to him <laughs> was okay. I don't know, but you know, maybe he's got like Suter has like super special um, force field around his room so he doesn't escape or something. I don't know. That entire piece of story uh, plot element, I mean, it was so elaborate. And it and it all it all kind of works and yeah Voyager you know Janeway and crew go into this thing that seems so evidently a trap but they are hyper aware of it they're fifty percent expecting a trap and the second they see that there's a real pattern to the attacks and that this is not that the to, to them that confirms that it's a trap they turn around now at that point it's too late but it's not like they're you know, they stay on that course all the way in. So I think they do enough to mitigate the whole, um, of course, Seska is setting you up. What are you thinking going in that direction? Um, and then also, yeah, I agree with you, Steve, that I like the, I like the bit with his father. I like, you know, when you think about some of the more epic, like two-parter action things that Star Trek has done and stuff, a lot of the times they, they have these little quiet moments with just one or two characters, the calm before the storm. There were definitely some good pieces to that in Best of Both Worlds, for example. And I like that moment with him and his father, which previously there have been times with him and his father where I found it, I don't know, maybe a little tedious? I didn't feel that at all here. It was pretty quick, though. It was short, and it was really about something. And it really, I mean, what his father says to him changed my mind. You know? That's good writing. Yeah, yeah. I could also quibble that it seems like a stretch that there's a part of you that wants to think this is all in Chicote's imagination. This is all in his mind, and that's what he's. Mm. But the things that his father are saying, these are things that it would really need to be his father <laughs> to say. Yeah. Like his father knew, but this, you know, the ancient relative's name, who was, mm-hmm. you know, partly a different race or whatever. So maybe that's a bit of a stretch, but I'm not, you know, it's good. So I'm not real conscious of that sort of thing. I think that like the moments after after the Kazons actually take the ship and the Voyager crew is kind of like being corralled through the corridors into a hangar or whatever um into the cargo bay. I don't know. I think it's I think it's pretty effective. It's it's hectic, it's scary. And they're left on this planet which is such a it's a cool that's a cool idea leaving them without any technology. Seeing that you know, Janeway immediately says, all right, let's go. I don't know. There's so much stuff I love about this episode and I, I like it a lot. I like this. Episode. I mean, it's not a 10. I'm not, I'm not trying to argue that it's not best <laughs> of both worlds, but I think it's pretty damn good. I like this episode very much. It is interesting. Uh, the more I think about it, this kind of formula for cliffhangers that exists, you know, <laughs> under this production crew that lasted so many years, because if you think about it, yeah. there is, a, there is a certain consistency and they hearken back to in usually something, one or two things they hearken back to in little scenes to things we've seen before, right in the last season or whatever with certain characters, but it's very brief because they got to get to the action, you know, and then they, um, uh, ramp it up in a in a big way of to something that we're already aware of but then everyone gets put in some kind of big peril and you know it's i mean it's kind of no-brainer but yeah if you really start comparing to other cliffhangers from like next gen and even ds9 i guess less so ds9 but yeah it's it, it feels very much like that yeah 
And there's a lot of fun things that they set up for. Clearly set up for the next, for the other two-parter. Mm-hmm. Tom getting away. Yep. The Doctor, Suter. They're kind of guerrilla warfare on Voyager. Mm-hmm. I was going to say we get to see some crewmen be eaten. Not literally, but... Yeah, yeah some minor people have to die. It's another element. Oh. <laughs> Is this episode about anything? Um, I kind of like to think about it's kind of what they're trying to kind of, it's not prevalent through the whole episode, but I kind of feel like, you know, the scene with Chakotay and his father is kind of what, to me, is kind of what the episode was about. It's like responsibility, yeah. Yeah, responsibility, you know, accepting, accepting responsibility and accepting one's, you know, not son, family, um, accepting them, not, you know, not putting the sins of theirs of others onto them you know that kind of thing yeah i agree and i think you know we see that he uh, takes responsibility for that even though it's he didn't choose that path um and you also see that his his um adopted family the crew of the ship you know back him you know so it's also about you know you know backing you know standing up and supporting those you care about and so forth too. And so they all stick together and they, they do the right thing, even if there's a huge risk, you know, and obviously you see what that risk where that leads. But um, yeah, to me, that's what it's about. One last point I want to make. I love that this episode does not open on a previously on Star Trek. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) And then show you bits of suitors, show you bits of Seska and the baby and the Kazon. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't do that at all. There's never a moment of that. There's just a couple of lines here or there, maybe. And that's it. Mm -hmm. And I Mm -hmm. love that. Yeah. They use it as such a crutch other times. Yeah. True. I'm going to give them credit for doing it the right way. Can you think offhand, do they do it in the next episode? Well, I'd give them that one because they would just be literally doing a the previous episode of Voyager. But a lot of times this kind of episode, they'll do a just a gen- general thing to totally set you up. Right. You know, mm-hmm. bits from different episodes. And that's what they don't do here. And I, and I like that. That's what I like. All right. Let's do Six Degrees for Basics. Is it officially called Basics Part 1? That's what I had. Uh, yeah, I mean, I th- I think so. You know, like if you look like on Netflix, they're listed as two episodes. Um, I think Wikipedia holds it as one big episode, you know, and so I'm I'm really kind of uncertain on that. But obviously, it aired as two episodes. Um, so it must be called. Well, I mean, definitely the second one is Basics Part Two. Right. It's just sometimes the first one maybe isn't official. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. Huh. Okay. We'll assume it's Basics Part One. All right, let's do six degrees for basics part one. The score is one to one. Adam, are you going first or second? Um, I'll go first. This is the second time we see Voyager land on a planet. The first time was in the first episode of season two. Name it. First episode of season two. That's the one with Amelia Earhart. That is correct. Um, um, it's in the 30s, the, the 37s. Yes, sir. Steve. Not counting Caretaker, how many previous two-parters has Voyager had? Um, zero. That is correct, zero. And some people don't consider Caretaker a two-parter because it aired as one. Mm, right, right. So definitely zero. Uh, look at that, tied two to two for the day. That doesn't happen often. <laughs> Let's do a quick kind of scan of the season two. And, you know, I mentioned that, you know, these first couple seasons maybe are 
occasionally a slog with high points. You know, the, the episodes that are good are good. The ones that are bad aren't that bad. But I'm looking, as I've said, I'm looking forward to the time when it's just consistently good stuff. And I feel like we're getting there. But season two, stronger than season one, definitely. You would expect that, but I, I felt that way. There were definitely plenty of high points. There were there were plenty of episodes that we were like, wow, that was, you know, really good. Death Wish and Life Signs were two easy ones. Tuvix, obviously the two we discussed today. Was Meld, was that the one, the first one was Suter? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot more of those than there are thresholds. I kind of found the season was kind of different from other <laughs> bad seasons. I kind of felt the first half of the season was mediocre to bad, you know, and then we hit, what is it, the the lizard show? Oh, That's threshold. Yeah. threshold. Mm-hmm. yeah, once we got past threshold, then we started getting some really good episodes. Now, the, the first few episodes were actually filmed during the end of season one and they just held them over. Mm-hmm. But one of those was projections, which yeah. I still think is a wonderful episode. Really great. Probably the first great Voyager episode for me. Well, I mean, I really like caretaker, but anyway, but you know, the reason I was saying, I think we had like, cause I kind of gauge it on like, you know, each podcast, you know, we'll occasionally, we occasionally get that podcast where we have like three straight bad episodes. Yeah. And, that, and it's yeah. to me, that's kind of rare. Yeah, for all of the series, and it kind of felt like it happened like at least twice in this season. Yeah, where we mm-hmm. where we had like six straight bad episodes, and so that's kind of why I say, and that kind of felt like in the first half of the season. That's why I kind of say the first half of the season was kind of mediocre to bad to me. You know, there was one, the thaw, which was our last podcast. Actually, that one was interesting because I remembered that one as being amazing at the time, but. Like, as I'd watched it over in the years since, like, I remember when I watched it, maybe during the DVDs, it felt so dated and cheesy. Mm-hmm. But somehow it's come back around. Watching it this time, it's uh, to me again as being pretty darn good. And I, that was a surprise to me. We talked about that one last time, I yeah. guess, but yeah. that I that I like that one still. And that it was, even despite the fact that it has a lot of dated stuff in it. So we all agree, though, that this was probably overall, you know, stronger than season one anyway. Yeah, I think I think it yeah. like like we we're alluding to it, it picks up in the second half. I mean, the, the first half is really, you know, you're pessimistic, you know, because <laughs> there's a lot there, there are some stretches where it's like, Ugh. but yeah, when you when you kind of look at the whole list here, you know, looking at these and, and seeing the. Uh, you know, seeing what we were we were watching over that time, the second half is definitely stronger, and it feels like it's like okay, they're starting to get their stuff together because there's some really right. strong episodes, and there's very few just flat bad or you know below par episodes in the second half. So, yeah. On the other hand, worst episode of the entire series was <laughs> Threshold. Yeah, and it was in this season. I think there are definitely people that think Threshold is the worst episode of Star Trek ever made. I, yeah. I might not go that far. It's certainly in the top. We we know what Brian's least favorite episode is. <laughs> well, that's and a different conversation. Get, and we don't want to get started on that. I always go back to that. You're talking about that, the, the, the Enterprise white dress. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> Why do I always go back to that episode? Boy, I really hated that episode. God, I hated that episode. <laughs> uh, and I don't even remember the name. So that's good. It must be like... But you, you know, if you look at like what happens after Threshold, it's almost like that was a wake-up call in a way. Because there's not, there's not like anything... There's nothing awful after that. 
And they're mostly, you know, okay, that's pretty good. You know, you kind of look at the list and you say, oh, that one's that one, that one's that, you know, and you're looking at it, how it goes. And they're a, a lot of, I mean, mostly positive. Everything I would say is above average after that. I don't know if, I don't know if they just came to some realization like, you know, that that was some crap and we need to do better or something. But after threshold, it, you know, it really turns Definitely. things around. Yeah. It's all good. Dreadnoughts in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So exciting and makes you makes me excited to mm-hmm. do season three. I'm definitely excited to watch Basics Part Two. But we will not be doing that in two weeks, folks. Uh, in two weeks, we are going to do episode 200, and we're just going to talk about something else. And I'm not even sure what yet. <laughs> <laughs> we have for dinner. I don't. Know. I don't know. I haven't decided. It's not too late, listeners. If you've got an idea about something we could talk about, you can send us an email: trekcompanion at gmail. Dot com. Our Facebook listener page is facebook.com slash trekcompanion. Our Twitter handle is at trekcompanion. Send us a message, what you'd like to hear us talk about. I think what we're going to talk about is just kind of the history of the podcast, but that'll just be one little brief moment. And we'll have time to talk about other stuff if we want. So if you've got anything you'd like to hear us yap on about, let us know. That's what we're going to do in two weeks. Yay, 200. Yeah. And then two weeks after that, we will pick up Voyager's third season. So, thank you so much for spending an hour with us. And until next time, take it easy. Bye, guys. See ya. Stefan, I passed it.